It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm your host, Becca Winker, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter, here with my co-host, Quentin Mayo, at T-O-Q-M underscore. How are you doing tonight, Quentin? I'm good. You do better at my Twitter handle every episode. It's so beautiful. I know. Practice makes perfect. Absolutely. Like, I had trouble the first couple episodes. Yeah, they used to be like... I was like, like, wait, what is it? T O Q. Yeah. No, that's not right. <laughs> like, I'd be like, no, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. After yeah. several times of practicing, if you can't get it right, then nobody will be able to help you. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing great. We're happy because the Wizards have another win under their belt, their second of the season. Yeah. They broke um, a five-game losing streak, and they... Beat the Knicks 95-108. to 108. Better late than never. Better late than never. I'm super happy about that. Um, I feel like they definitely needed this win because they needed to um, gain momentum. And I think this is going to be a step in the right direction. Yeah, this was a... It was a bounce back game for sure. You got to take care of home court and um, you got to beat those teams that, you know, they're down Courtney Lee, Porzingis, Kevin Knox, their star rookie. So these are the, one of those games where you got to assert your dominance. You got to get a win and uh, try to spark and spark some things and change this game with this direction around. I think they took a step 
um, last night. You know, I'm always devil's advocate, so I have a few choice words for a few choice people, but they won at the end of the day, and um, that's always the goal. I think what helped us most this game is that we kept the Knicks under triple digits. They had Oof. 95 points. Hallelujah. Um, Tim Hardaway, which has given us, he's given us problems before. He only had seven points and went two for 10 from um, field goal wise. So that worked out really well. He can go um, in the category as like a wizard killer. Or he's like, yeah. he's like trying to be a wizard killer. He's filling out the application. Didn't he drop 50 on the wizards one time before? I'm pretty sure he did. He like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people drop 50 on that, Wizards. That's also true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He he usually gives us trouble, and I think they really um, limited him last night, so that worked out perfect for us. Otto Porter was not there, however, it wasn't a problem. Kelly Oubre stepped in. He did all right, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 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 he had nine points. He did fine. Um, all the starters contributed offensively. Walt had 26, Beal 22, Morris 16, Dwight Howard 10 points and 10 rebounds, which I think was huge for us. First double-double of the year, first 10-rebound game from a player not named Otto Porter. So there you go. There you go. Um, this was not a feel-good win, in my opinion, because the Wizards did kind of lose their 13-point lead when um, the... Knicks went on like an 18 to 5 run. I feel they tied it around 84 towards that. They were catching up towards the end of the third, fourth right. quarter. They came back and tied it, and essentially it became a new ball game. That kind of stressed me out because, you know, they were, you know, they need to close these games better. I mean, I will take a win any day of the week, but it's the Knicks, you know? Like, it, we can't afford to, like, when we're building leads like that, they should not go down, back down. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think it's a testament to the to the second unit. I mean, um, I mean to get the elephant out the room here. Scott Brooks went extremely short on these rotations. It almost felt like a rotation of a playoff game. Bradley Bill played thirty nine minutes. Wall played thirty seven. Bill played the entire fourth quarter. Uh, Sadaransky threw a bad turnover in the fourth quarter and immediately got pulled for John Wall. So, I mean, he's. I called it a win. It was a talent win. It was a it was a win where they went out there and they won based off the talent of their best players, just because their you know their best players are simply better than the best players on the Knicks right now. Um, it wasn't an all around good showing, but I mean you these minutes are ridiculous to be against the Knicks. Like you, Wall and Bill, thirty seven minutes plus. Markeith and Dwight Howard, thirty minutes plus. Is is you shouldn't have to do that to beat the Knicks. Um, you need more from that second unit. Austin Rivers, five minutes. I mean, five points in 25 minutes. You know, Kelly Oubre did play 24 minutes. I just need more than not single-digit points from somebody that's playing more than 20 minutes, especially 24, 25 minutes. I need more from that. Yamahimi didn't start. Uh, it was good to see Jason Smith out there. Um, he only played a f- five minutes as well. But you got these guys that have, you know, got a decent amount of minutes thus far. Scott Brooks was in desperate need of a win. And definitely rolled the starters and the star players to this victory. Hoping that our second unit does step up because we all know that um, running our star players into the ground does not work out well for us. And like, you know, they're not superhumans. They need time to rest too. So hopefully we won't have to keep overusing them for these 
up games coming up. And remember, this is supposed to be the deepest bench this team has ever had since, you know, Scott Brooks being the coach and John Wall being there. So, you know, coming into the season, it looked like, wow, Jeff Green and Austin Rivers and all this scoring and talent off the bench. You know, the starters can finally get some rest headed into the postseason. You can do some longer rotations. Well, now we're, you know, what, six, seven, eight games in, and and uh, the rotation is cut extremely short. So um, this this second unit has to, has to definitely step up. Austin Rivers has been the most notable because he's the one that's been in the media the most, talking about how he's not used to, you know, having a bad stretch of games, and he needs to be more aggressive. So we'll see. They got to find their rhythm. Um, but hopefully this second unit can – relieve Bradley Bill of having to play an entire second half just to beat the Knicks at home. It can't happen. What if, like, the second unit just doesn't perform that well? And, I mean, is it wrong that I want to see Troy Brown play? I mean, yeah. I, I I don't see him, you know, I wish he would get more minutes. And there, there's just some games where it's like, okay, if they're if we're getting blown out, like why don't you know just put him in? You know that's fine, but I really think he would contribute a lot more than a typical rookie would. Absolutely, like I, I've seen it with him, and I feel like he's a great addition to the bench. Scott Brooks even said that he was you know trying to get Troy Brown some um, more useful minutes um, heading into this game, and uh, instead Troy Brown, you know, he only tallied one minute, and it was in garbage time. So he, he said that he was intending to bring him in for some more time, and he, he, he just didn't get there. I guess it got a little too close in that uh, when they had tied the game up. So uh, we we want to see Troy Brown. I think he has the IQ and the playmaking ability and the defense to hold his own out there with some of the starting guys or even, you know, a lineup with Austin Rivers or Jeff Green on the floor, just that second unit. He can definitely add a spark. He's just a smart, witty player. So, I mean, if all else fails, if you have basketball IQ, you can definitely earn a spot on the court. So his time is definitely going to come, especially if this second unit keeps playing like this. Exactly. We we just need some more bench production. That's really all we ask. Um, deepest bench we've had, like Quentin said, in several years. Austin Rivers, Jeff Green, Kelly Oubre. Um, yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss more of what we saw during the game and what we can hope and expect for the game against the Mavs. Stick around. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. 
I'm Becca, and I'm here with Quentin, and we're just discussing the game that happened last night, and we got a win. It was so exciting. And I just got to say, being in the locker room after game after game where they've gotten blown out or they haven't been able to get a win, it was really satisfying to go into that locker room last night and kind of hear what all the players had to say, like, And the locker room, they definitely, I think they felt relieved a lot because I think they were starting to worry themselves. You know, of course, they tell the media, you know, we're fine. Like, we just have to remain, you know, communication is key. Like, we'll do fine. But I really think that they feel relieved now that they got this win and they can continue their success. All the players basically said that what helped this game was the defense. Um, They did great. I don't think I've seen all of them work together to play good defense like that in a while. They did force two shot clock violations from the Knicks, which was really good to see. So I'm hoping that they can be consistent. So we've seen it. We can we clearly see that they, you know, they can put in the effort and they can play good defense. So I'm hoping that they'll carry that into the Mavericks game. Yeah. And we also forgot to give a shout out to John Wall. John Wall hit that's Number right. 500, 500 threes um, in his career. So congratulations to Mr. Hildred Wall on that milestone. I mean, he's the best point guard in the East. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, um, yeah, that's a sensitive subject for me. I mean, he, but, played, um, he played like John Wall last night. And if John Wall is playing like, like that um, night in and night out, it's clear that he can be the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. But thing is consistency i mean we saw john what what did he hit three or four three-pointers i think he hit three three-pointers last night he had That's five right. steals um you know he was doing the little things i still need to see him dive on the ground for a loose ball like i don't know if he's afraid of the hardwood or something i mean maybe he's tired of falling on every uh a fast break layup when he's not called for the foul that should be given to him but i definitely want to see him dive on the ball show a little bit more effort but you know while he had a good game and if he's playing like that um, it's hard, very hard to stop a team of this caliber. Right. And I'm curious to know, how many turnovers did we have last night? I think it was, like, forced or total as the team? Just total. Total turnovers, th- how many did we have? 12. No, it was 13. 12. It was 13, 13? turnovers. That's mm-hmm. huge because last game we had 19, so I'm yeah. glad that they were able to get that down. And then the Knicks had 18 uh, turnovers last night. And, yep, that's because we were playing great defense. So, Mm -hmm. very happy about that. Um, As as far as this game goes, I mean, everything just went really well. Super happy about it. Um, The Mavericks, I I don't know. How do you feel coming into this Mavericks game? Um, I think it's going to be a good test. The Wizards never really play well in Dallas. Um, they've mm-hmm. got a great rookie down there in Luka Dantich. Um, I mean, he's not even a rookie for real. He's already have an MV- he already has an MVP and a championship under his belt. He's established overseas, uh, and he's setting this league on fire right now. So it's going to be a good point guard test. Wall's getting to see a lot of the young. He's taking a tour of all the young talent so far. Trier went at him last uh, night and uh, did not back down, and then he has Luka coming up. Him and Bradley Bill have to take on that task. So, It'll be interesting, and then it's another matchup, DeAndre Jordan versus Dwight Howard. Uh, that's definitely something I'm going to have my eyes on. Uh, Howard said that on a few of the lobs, you know, his 
His injury is still nagging him a little bit. He doesn't have his legs completely under him yet. Um, but he's going to have a, a rough defensive matchup against DeAndre um, Jordan. And DeAndre Jordan's going to have to handle him. So it's going to be uh, kind of like a uh, a battle of the bodies down low. And you have to remember that I believe Enos Cantor led the Knicks in scoring um, last night with 18 and 12. He had 18 points and 12 rebounds. So um, Dwight's going to – he's making his tour as well as some good competition in the post. So we'll see how that happens, how that uh, develops. And I heard that Otto Porter was probably likely to play tomorrow. Do you think he'll have a good impact? Do you think we need him? Um, how, how do you feel? If I was Scott Brooks, I would actually start Kelly Oubre again in uh, Dallas. I loved what um, Kelly Oubre brought to the table as a starter um, this game. I mean, as, as soon as the ball was tipped, um, Kelly Oubre had the steal. Um, he was just very energetic. I mean, he's not always going to fill it up on the offensive end, but he's he gives so much effort and um, compassion on defense that it leads to a lot of these fast break points where he's also rewarded when he can you know take an underhanded lob um, from John Wall. So I believe I would start Kelly Oubre and just kind of work um, Otto back into the fold. I know he's it's not a major injury of any sort, but just see what it's like to see Kelly Oubre get some extended minutes, especially you know starting off with that first unit because they did not look bad um, when he was in there early on. And then maybe Otto Porter can start to find himself a little bit more with the second unit, um, still twenty five or more, um, twenty or more minutes from him with the second unit. But just you know, give him some space, give him some time away from Wall and Bill a little bit, and see if he can operate and, and find his shot with those guys like um, Austin and Jeff Green. That's right. I did notice that a huge difference in Kelly's um, performance last night when he was starting. I think mm-hmm. it kind of motivates him to um, just get his energy. His energy level is always high, but even more so than the usual Kelly Oubre that we got. Um, I, I guess, like, aside from that, I love watching Kelly have a dunk last night. It was mm-hmm. pretty fun. I always love to see him because he gets pretty excited. Yeah. And, Yeah. He, he's just, he's crazy, but in, like, the best way. In the best way. <laughs> in the best way. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're on a road trip here again. It's not nearly as long as the first one. Thank and God. I, thank God, because that was the roughest thing um, I think we'll probably have to experience this season. That was just yeah. the worst. Um, Wizards fans are happy. They They really felt like... The team put in effort um, offensively and defensively, which is really de- defense is. I always like to think it's just as important, if not more, than offense. And um, I- I'm definitely more hopeful. And my attitude towards the Wizards has always been the same. You know, like the talent is there. It's just it's really up to them what they want to do with it. So. I'm confident they can get a win in Dallas. I know it's kind of hard. We don't have a great winning history in Dallas whatsoever. So no, not I'm hoping that they can come out and pull a win. And yeah, that's pretty much it. This podcast is going to be a lot shorter than the other ones because I feel like when they lose, there's so many things like, you know, we have to say about the game. But when they win, it's so easy and it's so much more lighthearted and it's it's not you know where we're on a rant yeah but we popped off on the last podcast 
I don't miss my rants at all. <laughs> those, those, those were because you know it takes a lot of energy, and then it's like you're you're so upset afterwards, and it's just it's a downward spiral with these um, blowout games. But how do you feel just, about uh, Jan Mahimi getting benched yesterday, and then down the line in favor of Jason Smith? Do you want to see more of that? Um, with Jason Smith instead of Yamahimi at the five, especially to uh, relieve Dwight Howard. And they also played a lot of small ball as well. We don't want to discredit that. A lot of times Jeff Green and Marquise were running at the five, so it was really small lineups. But do you like to see more Jason Smith, Marquise, uh, Jeff Green at the five opposed to Yamahimi on the floor? Well, see, it's hard because if you're saying, you know, would you rather take Jason or Yon, it's like, okay, neither one of them are that consistent to the point where it's Mm -hmm. like you can trust them on any given night. But I think the experiment that Scott Brooks did last night was very successful. And I think Jason Smith, like he, he's pretty um, motivated. And I think, you know, Jan Mahimi isn't always his reflexes aren't always the best. So (laughs) I, I would, for me personally, being a Jason Smith advocate, I would always put him in. And I think Jan, I mean, he should be benched. I mean, this is something that we've known for a while now, and I think now that, you know, Dwight Howard is back and obviously Jan hasn't been productive for us, I think it's great that Scott Brooks is actually considering other things, and we all know he doesn't do that often, so. Yeah, we've we've said that he needed to have, I mean, he hasn't, you know, overtly showed his passion in terms of, like, benching players or making changes to guys that haven't been producing. But this was one step in terms of, you know, a guy that's getting a lot of fouls, not really contributing to a team as much as he did, well, let's say, in preseason. Um, so he said, hey, if you're not going to play, you got you to gotta sit on the bench. So um, I guess it's, it's a step in the right direction. Also, you got to consider matchups. Um, it's easier to go small with this team. Um, but, you know, you got some teams down the line that – you can't always just run Marquis for Jeff Green at the five, even with the second unit, because their centers are so tall, they're so strong. So right. it's a matchup thing. But to see Scott Brooks, we didn't really see him bench him, but we all know he got benched. But I would like to see him say, you know what, he's not playing well, he's not going to play, but I don't know if we're going to see that out of him. But if Otto's not playing well, and he likes the way Kelly Oubre fits into the starting lineup, then, hey, Otto, you're going to have to come off the bench and earn your way back into the starting lineup. So I'd like to see some changes in this lineup, if anything. And I want to see less minutes allocated to just Wall and Bill. I know you got to do what you got to do, but that means that this second unit has to get more motivated to to add to this lead instead of um, make Scott Brooks go into rotation overload and have Bradley Bill playing 40 minutes in a game against the Knicks at home. That's way too much. Um, I mean, if we were playing the Warriors, I would understand that. But it, the Knicks are not a team where, you know, we should have to do something like that. Right. And, you know, I, I'd like to see the passion, too. I'd really appreciate it if Scott Brooks would just stand up to these guys and be like, if you're not playing well, like, I'm going to put you on the bench. Like, you can't, you know, instead of just playing them just because of, I don't know, the circumstances. But, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much a summary of the games. Quinn, do you have any final thoughts for today? Um, That's pretty much it. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty, um happy with it we don't have much to say not because we don't want to talk about it but because it's pretty straightforward they did what they had to do defensive wise Scott Brooks didn't um completely put in questionable 
rotations. He didn't have very many questionable decisions. Wall and Beal, the rest of the starters, they did a great job, and that's, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. So, yeah, Wizards fans, if you have anything to say, good, bad, happy, sad, mad, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> just at us at Becca MVP at TOQM underscore. As always, you are listening to Locked On Wizards, the best podcast in DC. <laughs> A little biased, but it's part of the Locked On Network, and we will see you soon. See ya. Download the Amazon Music app today.